Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. This is Driving Life with Conor Fortman. Welcome to part two. I'd like you to meet a friend of mine. Gary Fremantle was a colleague for years in the AA. He went from a nipper to senior management and was director of operations for the business. And then he took stock and decided it was time to do something else. Fast forward a few years and he ended up becoming CEO of the environmental group on Tashka. Let's go and see what took him on that journey and what he thinks of the environmental movement now. So hello, Gary Fremantle. How are you? I'm great, Connor. How are you? It's it's lovely to see you. It's lovely to see you. Well, well, welcome to um, the Falkland Castle, Falkland yeah. Towers. Lovely to be here. Uh, yeah. Well, unfortunately, we were refurbishing the East Wing at the moment, and you can see the the dust sheets are on it. And I won't take you up to the battlements on a on a day like today. You got in, you got in past the boat anyway. Well, eventually, it yeah. took a bit of getting in, but I'm here now. Yeah. Well, listen, um, you're very good to come along, and you're very good to talk to me. I want to have a little chat. Uh, you and I know each other for an awful long time. And mm-hmm. In fact, um, Gary was, uh, you know, em- employed in the AA for a long time, uh, unlike myself, and and rose to director level and you know, handled our union negotiations. Was director of HR. Was director of operations. Um, so you had a long and varied career in there, Gary. And I, I mean, I, I, what, what do you take from it now? You're, you're a good few years out, but you did have to do, because I mean, I recall you being director of HR and, um, you know, there, there were a number of kind of unpalatable things. If you're, if we're closing a regional office, for example, I mean, you, you had to do that and, um, you know, you had to, you had to talk to the affected staff, many of whom you knew. Well, you know, I think sometimes you have to do difficult things and unpalatable things from time to time. But, you know, how you conduct yourself in terms of how you deep treat people, how you deal with people, that you're honest, you treat them with respect. Um, and you're honest with people, as I said, you can invariably get to the point where people may not like what's happening in those sets of circumstances. But if they can leave the organization feeling that they've been treated reasonably well and they've retained their dignity, then that's the goal. That was always the goal for me. Yeah. And I'd like to think I managed to achieve that most of the time. Yeah. Well, I think your fingerprints are on it. I mean, you were directly responsible for the breakdown service. You were operations director. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I think you and I were always very proud of the ethos of those lads on the road. And as you know, it was a very, very busy business environment. Mm. We're, we're, we're an insurance contact centre, insurance provider, very busy environment. And you were right at the heart of us. You were one of the directors of the business. But you decided quite suddenly uh, to your colleagues that um, uh, that that you were just, you were going to do something different. For me, though, it had been a, a bit of a journey before that. Yeah. So that would have been through, you know, various discussions at home, what we wanted to do. Yeah. How did I want to spend the rest of my life? As I said earlier, 36 years is a long time. It is. I always wanted to do different things. So you walked into our, our mutual boss at the time, Brendan Nevin, and you basically said, um, you know what, Brendan, I'm going to do something else. And the, the, the large gap 
left behind me is unfortunate, but I'm sure you'll fill it. <laughs> yeah, no, kind of. My memory of you then is that for a period, um, you just uh, you, you just basically enjoyed life. I mean, your your Facebook feed seemed to seem to convey the life of somebody who was certainly yeah. enjoying himself. What we did actually was the 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 day that I finished, uh, which I which was a Friday, the end of the month, we, in the end of August, as we said. Um, we got on a plane the next day. Oh, very good. Um, and we went and we started to... Did you even um, bother looking at the destination or did you say, give me a plane? For me, it was pretty much, didn't really mind where we were going. It was sort of, finish that now, we need to go into holiday mode straight away and, and start to yeah. unwind. And it was it's not like you're going for two weeks and, you know, what's waiting for you when you come back. So but we just Ursula, went on holidays and didn't come back. Yeah, Ursula obviously was, was fully on board with your plans. Thankfully, and yeah. And in terms of life stages, you're... Two boys are um, fully grown, doing their thing. Yeah, one in medicine and one in digital marketing. So they're fully grown, doing their thing. Yeah. Um, first, I've been home for the last few years. Um, so I think we had, we had decided when we were young enough and well enough, we wanted to spend time together doing, enjoying our life. So this was the opportunity. So yeah, we did it and we didn't think too much about it when yeah. it came to the point, you sometimes just have to jump in. And as you said, um, we literally went on holidays for nigh on two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. Here I am in Vegas and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, a bit of that was just to annoy you guys back yeah. in the office. Oh, well, it was very good at that. Yeah. Was, in fairness to you, Gary, that's an act you never lost. No, uh, you were good at it while you were working in the office. Indeed. Well, I've worked hard. 36 years <laughs> a long time to be doing it. Uh, so we did get a little bit of kind of vicarious envy um, looking at you. But then you reached an inflection point, I think, as in, uh, not that you got it out of your system, you could go off to Vegas again tomorrow if you wanted. But mm -hmm. I got the impression that um, quite quickly, the, the brain needed stimulation. Yeah, well, I suppose in, in, in my previous life, when you know when you talk with people who are getting ready to retire normally or um, move to that stage of their life, you try and give them advice around things like planning and preparation for what the next stage will be. For many years. Yeah. So uh, I started looking around at what I might do. Did I want to go back into full corporate life? As I said, no. I joined the board of Mochran Pharma, which is the youth farming organization. Yeah, course, that went yeah. to the board match. Um, and I spoke to the to the some of the people there and we had we had really good conversations. There they were sort of in transitioning away from a, a farming organization to a more of a rural youth type organization. Yeah. So there's quite a lot of change going on there in that sense. Yes. So tell me then how you got involved with Antashka. Well, as I said, I had been on the board of, of Makra for two years. Um, as I said, doing as an independent director, doing doing the thing. Um, so you, you joined the board of Antashka initially? I did. So um, there, there, that organization was going was going through a significant change and um, and I spent I think about 18 months then on the board with them where uh, as I said as the independent person you'd be questioning why certain such a thing happened or why we yeah. didn't do certain things so on and so forth um, and it became very I suppose evident quite quickly to me mm. that there was a lack of structure 
within this really, really good organization. And that was mainly because it had been volunteer-led for so long. Um, These were really good people um, trying to do the best that they can. They didn't have an expertise um, to run the organization as a CLG or, you know... um, and trying to run it while also holding down day jobs. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, you had, we did, they had a number of employees that were there and it did it did run a number uh, of programs, but from a management perspective and mm. from a, an executive perspective to sort of top and tail it and make sure that it, it did all the things it was supposed to do, it didn't have that expertise. So um, the long shot of that was the board said, look, we understand there's a, a gap here um you know uh, we understand what you're saying that it needs to fix it would you be prepared to fix it for us uh, would you so when, when when you hear the phrase who's going to sort out this mess and the answer is well you, you. are <laughs> indeed <laughs> and you know people will know of Hashka um for for various things I mean, it's a familiar name to practically every school child in ireland mm-hmm. i would say through the green schools initiative uh, you'll come across their um signs on mountain walks there's actually great deal of work going on there now um, and then inevitably people will have heard about uh, some of the controversies involving Antashka because as an organisation it's, vol- it's involved really on, on some of the hot ticket, ticket issues in the global conversation at the moment, let alone the Irish conversation. So how, how do you find that, Gary? Challenging. Um, so you rightly say we have a number of programmes which are government-run programmes like the Green Schools, as you said, Clean Coast, so on and so forth, which are really important, valuable programmes that we do on the education side, climate ambassadors, so on and so forth. Yeah. On the other mm-hmm. side, the advocacy, advocacy side, then yes, there there's a watchdog um initiative there we were heavily involved in the planning process uh, as a prescribed function um, and of course the as you rightly say the hot topic now which is climate change um, and we would have um, quite a lot to say and to do in that respect as well yeah and, and that I think is where people will know you and you know that's the difficult part of the conversation isn't it because um, in a sense the the, the, re- the transparently good stuff that's going on there's a touch of the mother of the apple pie of course it's brilliant to have have uh, kids doing coastal cleanup or to have a, an initiative like green schools or just to you know create environmental awareness and dialogue particularly amongst young people fantastic um involvement in planning though is uh, you know that, that that's a more difficult space um not just for Antashka but for ireland in terms of the conversation do we build data centers do we build large agricultural concerns how do we square that with broader long-term policy. And I think your take on that is that on Pashka's function, is it, would I be right in saying it's to kind of hold government's toes to the fire, to say, look, the, these are your policies and this is us pointing out where you're not keeping them. Yeah, so Antarctica, as I said, it has a prescribed function and that function essentially is to make sure that the the regulations and procedures around planning applications are followed fully and met. Um, uh, and yes, the, the, the net result of that is we would hold accountable individuals where they fail to follow the due process. So if you like, we're we're just ensuring that the rules are followed. That can be interpreted in, in many different ways. From a heritage perspective or planning etc we would have um obviously views that would run alongside that um, and we would quite often 
uh, advocate for, for example, a lot of derelict buildings around in yeah. all the cities up and down yeah. the country? Why aren't we using those to, to solve our housing crisis, for example? A so, good question. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So do we? We'll call out the governments. We call it. We call out the various bodies, etc., uh, as we feel appropriate to try and help improve that situation. And Antashka operates within a framework that delineates these responsibilities, doesn't it? Travelling with Expressway and your free travel pass is made easier with a reserved seat. When booking journeys at expressway.ie, make sure to select Seat Only Reservation Free Travel Scheme and pay just €2 Euro per trip to guarantee your seat. Bookings can also be made from ticket machines in stations and priority boarding will be given to those who book in advance. Travel without a booking is still more than welcome, if you prefer, provided we have space on board. Take it easy with your free travel pass and expressway.ie. Think you're not smart enough to own a smartphone? Well, think again and think Doro. Doro phones are designed specially with the older person in mind. They're easy to use with louder sound and larger text. Plus numerous state-of-the-art features that don't compromise on performance or quality. To learn more about the full range of high-tech Doro phones, visit doro.ie. Doro phones. Make friends with innovation. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not subscribe to Senior Times, the magazine and website for people who don't act their age. Or maybe you have a loved one or a friend who you know would love to read more. You can buy a subscription and have the magazine delivered direct to their door. To subscribe to Senior Times, visit the website at seniortimes.ie and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash senior times. I know you've old Gary in, in terms of uh, we used to joke about your your um uh, your, your ability to manage relationships. I mean we had uh, I mean I think one it was you who set the ethos, but I think one of the reasons why we had a great union in the AA is that you know you have a great union if you've got great staff and you deal with them in a good way. Um, but you know when when hard negotiations did have to be done, um, you 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 always tended to be um, I think conciliatory and. Um, you know, the tables weren't thumped. It was more, um, uh, more subtle conversations had, and, and more long-term conversations. So I'll tell you where I'm going with this: is that I, I've, I've a mental picture of you trying to deal with angry farmers, who are, figuratively speaking, marching up the pass to Antashka, or maybe you know, doing so in the modern way mm-hmm. via mm-hmm. social media or whatever yeah. it is. But uh, and so, how do you deal with um, those potential points of conflict? Do you engage? So I think, well, I think, you know, you're you're touching on areas of, of policy. So I think our view would be that uh, policy, be that government or leadership in the area is is leading farmers, if you know, in, in a particular way, which we don't think is right. Fundamentally, my view would be that farmers are doing a really important job. They are guardians of the uh, countryside. Um, We have to look after our farmers. We have to reward them appropriately. Government policy has been focused on um, rewarding farmers, for example, for growing the national herd and doing certain behaviours. We should not be surprised then when they find it difficult, um, when they've been told to do something different. We have to find ways to 
explain to them why they need to do it different, but we also need to make sure that they're rewarded appropriately um, and that they're not scapegoats. So the I lay the blame uh, and the challenge at the feet of the leadership, not at the farmers themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's the important message that we need to be getting across. They're not scapegoats. Yeah, and, and you know, unfortunately, often, often they are um, are, treat, are treat, treated as such. Um, and if in the future, in the 21st century world, we have to think of our farmers as our land managers rather than mm-hmm. um, you know it's one of those funny things we need to produce food we know we need to produce food for some odd reason we seem to have to produce food at a profit um, why one wonders in the broad scheme of things I mean I know it's, you can't reinvent the world but you know we don't have coin operated street lights we don't expect them to self fund and yet we expect farmers to um, operate entrepreneurially in a system that provides subsidies but I, it doesn't feel as if we're designing for them and for us uh, better, better land use. No, uh, but I, I think I think we're beginning to to move into a space where people are seeing things differently, and I include the farmers in that. But it's also important to say the problems we have are not just about farmers. Farmers are just one part of the overall equation that needs to be addressed. Transport is another. There, we already know there's going to be many sectors in, our, in, our, in Irish society that's going to be affected by the carbon requirements and changes that are going to be needed. Mm. Um, farmers are high profile. Farmers have, you know, have, I, I, have a lot of Perhaps in terms of cases where they've bumped up against on Tashka, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, but, you know, um, whilst there's a conflict of policy and what should be done at the end, as I said, we don't see uh, no nor should we ever presume to treat farmers as, as the enemy. We need to understand and work with them. As I said, it's a leadership challenge that needs to be done. There's some contentious issues out there, not, not least of which uh, a court case that's ongoing at the moment. Um, but that will come and go. Yeah. Um, and we have to look to the future. We have a, a climate crisis to solve. And the only way we're going to do that and is by working together. Yeah. And that's all about relationships. Is there an essential tension in um, any any of these sort of broad movements, not on Vashka specifically, um, but on the one hand, you have the pragmatists who kind of understand the journey, um, understand, for example, there might be a long tail diesel usage in Ireland, but, you know, we're going to get there, etc. Um, versus the, uh, well, I was going to say zealous, that's probably unfair, but you know what I mean, the, the, the fire charging people who, who see crisis and can't understand a, a, a lack of urgency in response. Doesn't Hashka have to, you know, steer those two and find consensus between them? I'd like to think it does. I mean, Antashka has its detractors, you know, um, there are perceptions around Antashka being a sort of a faceless, um, middle-aged, white organisation that declares policy in the background and what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are people out in the environmental movement who are uh, protesting seven days a week and, and, yes. and fighting the good fight, you know, and I think it, the environmental movement is has a range of concerned citizens that are out there. But it's a broad church. It's a very broad church, but it's becoming more about the people outside of of that movement are becoming concerned for the future. So I think it's spreading, it's bubbling over beyond that environment. Um, But for for Antashka, it's about being fit for purpose for the future. So we're trying to develop the youth side of our organisation. We're trying to secure a future for our youth um, and move into a more 
more practical, meaningful organization into the next, into the next 20, 50 and, years. And, and do you find you're kind of pushing an open door there in terms of youth engagement? I mean, I find a lot of things that, uh, um, you know, young people are actually extremely motivated on this. They have thought the issues through. If, if you see your, your you told me you had, had a pretty good surge in on Tashka membership, relatively yeah. recently. Mm-hmm. Um, was that uh, young people and zealots uh, or was it um, farmers and pragmatists uh, coming into you? Well, the 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 analysis we did of, of the search of the membership came around the time of the a lot of the media interest in the cheese factory case, yeah. it has to be said. Mm-hmm. Although membership grows, we have new members uh, growing monthly, I have to say, in, in the last 12 months. But I, I mean, the cheese factory, by the way, we should say is the, the, the that's the major um, agricultural development in County Kilkenny, isn't it? Which would require um, a, a, an enormous increase in, in local dairy production to serve it. Um, and, right. it, and it then would, um, you know, I, I, you can you can see why there's nuances to the argument because I mean this is a factory that's designed to serve to serve the Dutch cheese market where we have to pivot away from the British one because of Brexit. It's all very common. But on Tashka's role in this, um, I believe, is to say to government your own policy framework that you've signed up to in order to hit the various commitments, um, your own policies are violated by this development and um, government's responsibilities to ensure that any development is of appropriate scale. Yeah, I think the complaint is around the planning process for the new pro- for the new um, development. Uh, there's a, a plant that's already there and, and the ex- expansion of it uh, and on board Panola. So I think ultimately that's that's where, where the complaint is. Well, but I'm sure the objection would be to the process, but but the 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 broader issue clearly is yeah. the plan. So the I think government policy we certainly would have a have an issue with, though the two would be slightly would, would be slightly separate because mm. um, government policy around the national herd etc yes. relates to more than just that particular factory. But I think. Um, you know, the, the, there are a number. That's that's one complaint that has generated a lot of membership. Um, we've done a lot of work in the colleges in the recent months. We've seen a, a growth spurt now in terms of student membership to the organisation, uh, which is really good yeah. and really encouraging for the future. And um, you know, we want to incorporate that thinking and that and their views into our organization as you know going forward because it's the lifeblood of the organization and then as i said we have a steady growth of membership which i put down to a lot of the work that we're doing um, and people appreciating that in the context of the climate challenge so it's you know um those three things have all contributed in different ways to membership growth the the end game is our membership is growing which is great um we've a long way to go in terms of where i'd like us to be but that coming from a membership organization you'd expect me to say that but you know um we're now doing things right in that context and that's part of the job that i was asked to do so this is all about foundation building for the future do you enjoy it, Gary? Is it a buzz? I am enjoying it. Some of it's hard work. Um, well, it's in the nature of work. Indeed. I do enjoy it. Um, I like the challenge. Uh, it's different to what was previously uh, sure is. part of the job. I mean, there are people who tell you that the AA and Antashka should be natural enemies. Right. I, I never bought that myself, by the way. It was always a pains to say. But uh, no, there are people certainly among the AA's equivalent of the... Um, 
old timer traditionalists would would always have have characterized virtually any environmental organization as being anti-car which uh, um you know i always kind of tried to resist but nevertheless strange path to go from aa to antashka do you get the odd funny look in there well you know aa to antashka via farming organization mm-hmm, so in actual fact it's, it's even more secluded and you know i suppose that you'll always meet people who wonder what's, what's that all about to be fruitful it's about in some ways it's falling into opportunity mm-hmm. but for me it's about applying a set of skills a certain set of kids as a, a famous man <laughs> once said um, to the organisation and you know it's about applying uh, applying those skills in, in, in such a way as you help the organisation so I'm when I'm working with the or- an organisation I'm committed to it and um, and that's fine. I have no difficulty in coming from a farming uh, organisation previously. In fact, it's helpful because I understand where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah. So I see that as a plus, not a negative. And, and, again, that's an unfair criticism of the Tashka. Historically, might have been that it was seen as uh, sort of middle class. Yeah. As you say, uh, you know, white, white male South Dublin. Absolutely. Yeah. Not, not just on Tashka. One of the things I've said, I'm also on the board of IEN, which is the um, sort of the organization that looks after all of the environmental bodies for the government and uh, you know one of the things that I, that I have seen and, and would be very much in favor of is much more diversity you know I don't know of a board that isn't anxious to improve on that um, but it's happening pretty slowly it's not just the boards it's actually in activism as well okay so I'd like to see much more um, much more uh, diversity in, in activism as well one that reflects Ireland's population Absolutely. with uh, yeah, 10% of Irish people yeah. were not born mm-hmm. on the island and you know there are plenty of people who need to be engaged and rather than to leave the conversation to the traditional whales so yeah, to speak absolutely yeah. Absolutely right. And um, uh, well, listen, Gary, I, I'm, you're very good to talk to me. Um, I, we, we shall we shall stay tuned into you. We'll we'll we know if you've slipped off somewhere else to. Uh, I, if I see photos of you in Machu Picchu, I know that Gary Gary's got another bender. He'll have another career shortly. Well, there's one thing's for sure, Connor. I'll be sending you a text telling you where I am. No doubt. Oh yeah, no, you certainly will. You certainly will. So thank you to Gary Fremantle. It was great to catch up with him. No doubt he's at a sharp end in the environmental debate, but he believes in dialogue and consensus, and he leaves me thinking that Antashka is in good hands. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it. This has been Driving Life with Connor Faulkner. If you did enjoy it, or bits of it, then maybe you'll check in with us next time. Until then, drive safely, live happily, and do come see us again. Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations.